Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. This is the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner with Frankie Mackay on SENZ. Good morning and welcome along to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. I'm your host, Frankie Mackay. In between 7 and 8 this morning, we're going to chat all things Canterbury sports. As always, I think every week I'm going to say this, it's been a big sporting week once again. There's plenty going on. The Black Caps are in action once again. The second ODI is in progress as I speak, live on SENZ. Unfortunately, Black Caps lost the first match, though, without Kane Williamson for this match due to a little quad niggle and further bad news they're already three down but that's enough of that there has been heaps going on last week we we spoke actually with Canterbury Rugby League CEO Malcolm Hum to preview club rugby league finals day if you didn't manage to get along to Napunawai or or check out the live stream they had running you absolutely missed out I have to give a huge shout out to the Linwood Kias they were fantastic all through the day they didn't feature in the Gore Cup Rickerton won that 18-16 over the Northern Bulldogs but every other feat final featured the Kias they won the women's final in an absolute nail-biter 22-20 over the table-topping Sydney Swans then they managed to win the Canterbury Cup as well, 28-18. Kia's taking that over Hornby. And then the men's final, Limwood, of course, went three from three, 34-30 over the Hornby Panthers. Both Malcolm and I picked the underdog there with Hornby, but the Kia's were far too good on the day. What a day for them, winning all three finals. Absolutely outstanding. This week, we're going to talk some basketball. We're going to catch up finally with the mainland Kai ahead of their last weekend of the regular season. We have got some quality panellists coming your way as well. We're going to have Garth Galloway coming off the long run. Christy Havel joining us from the UK for the Melray Electric Panel. But of course, massive rugby focus today. It's huge day in Christchurch with a women's rugby double header at Orange Theory. The woman, the Canterbury Farapama Cup woman, they take on one or two in the curtain raiser. Then the Black Ferns are in town and we were lucky enough to get a chance to chat with hooker Georgia Ponsonby after yesterday's captain's run. So that's that'll be roughly about halfway through the show. We'll, we'll stick that in. But our first guest of the day, it's, it's a great story to start us off. It's sticking with our rugby theme. Last weekend saw the exciting debut of an extremely talented young 22-year-old Fletcher Newell at Alice Park. And as we all know, behind every sports person, there's a pretty big support network to get them where they're going. And this young man is absolutely no different. This morning, I talked to one of his biggest supporters and proud father as well, Arnold Newell. Good morning, Arnold. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a whirlwind uh, a week, 10 days for yourself. How, how are you feeling? Thank you, uh, Frankie. Nice. That's nice words. Um, 
Yeah, um, I'm feeling still on top of the world, to be quite honest. It's um, been pretty whirlwind few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now let's let's go back. Take me back. How did Fletcher find out that he was selected, and then uh, how did he let you know? Yeah, he he found out um, via a phone call um, from management, um, and then he quickly uh, got on the phone to me and uh, told me that he'd been um, selected in the group to go over. Um, obviously, but um, yeah, that morning he got selected in the team. Um, yeah, that that was pretty emotional. Um, I, I didn't see it coming, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, and that, that yeah, was the um, start of it. Yeah, I'm sure it was a pretty emotional phone call and I'm sure a really proud moment for you both as well. But then the next time he called, I actually believe he was calling with, well, more good news, another surprise and a little bit of advice that uh, you needed to get your bags packed and, and find your passport as well. That's exactly right, Frankie. It was like that. Uh, he caught me unawares. I was wondering, ah, oh, it's him again. What's he? It's not like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and then and then he told me, yeah, you know, Dad, you need to get your bags packed. We're getting you over to South Africa, and I was like, oh my gosh, um, this is a bit much. <laughs> it's um, yeah, pretty unbelievable. And um, he was putting he um, was putting everything in motion, and um, yeah, w- within like. 18 hours, I was off. Yeah, it was crazy. brilliant. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And and look, Alice Park, it's it's a cauldron. It's a pretty daunting place to be making your debut. Is is Fletcher the kind of guy who who gets nervous or is he a a pretty relaxed character? Because there was a a bit of pressure on the team to get it right ahead of that game. What what was he like in the build-up to it? Uh, He he was good. He he was good, Um, you know. I'd spoken to him, you know, um, the week before and actually just through conversation said, you know, like, if you've got a chance, how do you think you go? And, he, you know, he said, oh, it won't be a problem, Dad. You know, he's up, he was up for it. Um, emotions and nerves, I'm sure he had them. If he did, I didn't see them. Um, we went out for coffee earlier in the day and... Um, you know, he was pretty relaxed, pretty relaxed, to be quite honest. Um, I, I would have been sick. I actually felt sick the whole time I was there, just sheer nerves and excitement. Um, yeah, just, just wanting the lad to do well, you know, as a, as a parent. Yeah, of course. I was going to say, he might have been feeling relaxed, but, but how about yourself? Were, were you a, a bundle of nerves throughout the game? And, and just what was it like there... Sideline, Alice Park, watching watching your boy debut. Yeah, well, I was a bunch of nerves, Frankie. Um, I got a I got given a pin um, to put on my rugby jersey, and um, I physically couldn't do it. I couldn't get it on. I was shaking so much. Um, and and the thing is, I sort of felt, you know, for I wasn't really worried about the sco- score at at that stage. It was more about the excitement of him playing and and our family and so forth. And and then as the game grew on, the scoreboard came into play. Um, It's a funny, funny old thing, but 
to be in that place, oh my gosh, it was, um, it's incredible. It's just the sheer noise and, and, and the, I've never been anywhere where so many people have been or at the same time. It's incredible. And the crowds outside were incredible too. Yeah, I'm not sure there's actually a better place to debut than Alice Park. It's it's right into the into the hot seat, and you know it's it's got to be dream comes come true stuff, really. And I think a, a dream start to his career as well. Twenty twenty five twenty six minutes off the bench, an All Blacks win. I saw a very very proud young man carrying the trophy round after the game. Yes. Did you get a chance to to catch up with him, and and how is he feeling? Yes, I did. I I I, I was allowed to go down onto the pitch. And um, and meet him um, straight after the game, and um, yeah, we had, you know, we had a nice hug and and a and a bit of a chat, and um, oh, it, it was it was special, Frankie. Um, it was it was incredible. I was I was so privileged to be allowed down there. It was um, a great debut for him. Yeah. And did you give him a pass mark on debut? I did. I did. Um, yes, I did. I did give him a pass, Mark. Um, the, the thing with Fletcher is, um, you know, he's, he, he's been able through his grades and so forth. He just seems to step up to every new level, um, and, um, create, create, you know, um, great, great times. That's what he does. He, he's up for it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a bit about Fletcher? What's he like as a as a person, and and what is it that makes him just such a good good rugby player? Um, I think for starters, he was born with the talent. For starters, um, but as a as a person, um, he, he's very relaxed. Very quiet, very quiet lad. Um, you know, uh, yeah. And he, he's just he's just toiled away at the game um, because it's it's what he loves. He's always loved it, and um, he's just worked to get where he wants. And you know, through the through the ages, you know, it's always a oh, dream come true because it's what he strived for, Frankie. You know, this is this is what he's wanted. Um, it, it doesn't come easy. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of hard work that goes in. Absolutely. Now, did I hear that you put a sign up on State Highway mm-hmm. One? And uh, <laughs> is it still up? And and I'm guessing that the the Leithfield community they've they've got to be pretty proud as well. Yes, I did put the sign up. Um, it was a bit cheeky, I guess, but it was just being being so proud. Um, obviously, I, I put it, I did put it up a couple of days before he was announced in the team. It's it's only because I knew at that stage, um, so it was a little bit cheeky. But um, it was it was just so proud, and you know the community did the same for Brody Retallick when um, when he he got named. Um, back in the day and because he's only from just, you know, five Ks up the road. Um, so I thought, well, if they can do that, um, I can do do this for Fletcher. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's brilliant. When I saw that, I I had to smile. I thought that's that's a very proud dad, a proud family, and so you should be as well because it's yeah. it's not something that happens to everyone, that's for sure. And and maybe something that that's happened a little bit earlier than both of you thought. But look, it's a it's a wonderful story. It was a wonderful debut yeah. as well, and and one that I'm sure you'll you'll both remember for for a really long time. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, it really still hasn't sunk in, to be quite honest, um, because I, I've, I've just been an avid All Black supporter all my life, you know. Right, you know, from, the, from you know, when we first had TV right through, um, I don't think I've missed many games, to be quite honest. And then to see... To see a family member and let alone your son out there um, at Alice Park in that greatest cauldron of all places, it, it, it was intense and, and mentally as well, you know, um, for myself and, and, quite, and possibly for him. But, you know, it was, it was is that word again, surreal? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It has has been a little bit surreal, I guess. It's been a whirlwind. Fletcher only debuted for the Crusaders uh, the start of 2021, played New Zealand under-20s in, in 2019, and now he's an all-black, and, and that is a really... It's a wonderful story. It's a powerful story. I'm sure there's more to come for him yet, but, Arnold, it's been wonderful chatting to you this morning. I can tell how proud you are of, of Fletcher, and, and I'm sure it'll just be the, the first test of many for him and the first of many for you watching in the stands as well. So thanks so much for your time this morning, Arnold. Thank you very much, Frankie, and thanks for having me. It's been uh, enjoyable. Thank you. That was proud father, Arnold Newelden. What a wonderful story that is. Time for a quick break here on Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. And next up, we will talk basketball. Recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Your home for all sport from Christchurch and beyond. You're listening to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner with Frankie Mackay on SENZ. It's time to talk basketball. It's time to talk something you're really passionate about. How mm-hmm. how are you finding it so far, being involved with, with the mainland Puakai for the first time? How, how's your experience been? Uh, well, thanks for um, having me on. I, I am absolutely loving it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an Australian, so coming here to New Zealand, I feel like, you know, I'm kind of familiar... It, it reminds you a little bit of a, you know a bit of home as well. So I feel really I felt really comfortable coming in here, and the players from the get go, um, we've just you know warmed to each other, and um, you know I've, everything I ask of them, they have given me. And you know at the end of the day, as a coach, that's all I want um, is to have that effort and the energy. And um, yeah, we're just having fun out here. I love to hear it. How how important is a competition like this in New Zealand? I think of uh, a Mary Goulding, a Lauren Hippolyte. They've relied on playing overseas for a lot of their careers. Mm-hmm. Now now they've got the time to be able to come back to New Zealand, play in their home regions, increase their development here, give back to the sport in New Zealand as well. How how important is it to have these, I guess, local stars actually playing locally? Oh, it's really significant. And, you know, you talk about the trickle-down effect. It's going to have an effect immediately all the way down to the youth that are now seeing um, that they could they could possibly one day play at the uh, the national level and get paid to play on their home soil. So that gives them inspiration as well to be able to do that. Um, it's going to elevate the national team's um, um, 
abilities as well um, because now you've got players playing at home and uh, having some consistency all year round. So um, you'll see the impact that that'll have as well on national level. But, I mean, it's it's just been a matter of time until it was going to happen. Um, you know, I've been involved in the Australian Women's Basketball League and that's been in competition for 41 years. So, you know, I think this is a major step here in New Zealand to just promoting women's basketball in general. And like you've mentioned before, you know, the players have never played on home soil in front of their own family and friends um, in a competition like this before. So, you know, that was really special, seeing their faces running out there for the first time on the court and having, you know, just the fans. You know, we filled out um, Cal Stadium in Christchurch and the atmosphere was just electric. And, you know, some of them never experienced that before. So it was very special. Yeah, I was there, Cal Stadium. It was absolutely pumping, packed to the rafters. Mm-hmm. And there's also been the chance to, to play some double headers alongside the Rams as well. Do you think that's been a, a good initiative to take on in the first season? Well, I think, you know, you kind of try a bit of this, bit of that. Um, and, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, teaming up with the men, um, our counterparts was awesome because the sport that they've given us as well uh, has been, you know, very important. Um, I think... Uh, going forward um whether the over time um i can see the league obviously expanding and um with expansions there'll be more games which will give more um single games um to the teams as well i think that's going to be important that we still have our own separation there because i think we showed that you know we can fill a stadium um when it is just ourselves as well but you know i i wouldn't want to take away that support that we do get from the men's league as well now the, the mainland Pōkai, it's, it's from Canterbury all the way up to Tasman. How, how has that worked, having players spread across, I mean, essentially the top half of the South Island? Well, it has, uh, you know, all teams, I think, have found it's been a little bit of a juggling act, all coaches, um, you know, when you've not really got your, your full team together all the time. Um, I know that, uh, you know, we've struggled at times to get all 10 players um, on the court together practicing, um, just, you know, coming from different regions, like you said. Uh, we also have a player, Alifotu, who um, bounces back and forth from Auckland. Um, so that has been a tough dynamic as a coach. Um, but I think, again, as this league continues to grow um, and it's obviously, like you, you mentioned, the players are getting paid and, um, hopefully that will also increase with time that the players will be able to c- become full-time professional athletes. Um, and then they have the ability to bounce back and forth from the Australian League to playing here, to playing over in Europe. Um, you know, they can continue to play all year round and, and get paid as athletes to do so. Yeah, and we've mentioned a few names already just chatting now, but but who's impressed you so far this season? Well, I feel like we've... Uh, Tessa Boagney is obviously an, uh, a name that most people are familiar with, and, you know, Tessa had struggled earlier on in our season, um, you know, with some injuries, and I... I just feel like she's really starting to fire right now and is going to have a huge impact, um, not just this weekend, but, you know, going into that uh, semifinal in Nelson next weekend as well. Um, our imports, um, obviously our, our newest import, Jalen Cherry, um, no one has really seen everything that she is capable of doing because it's taken her the first couple of weeks to just get her legs and... Um, just get comfortable here with her new teammates and I'm excited for the people to see her athleticism and what she can bring to the team. Um, a player that I feel like that has um, improved leaps and bounds from preseason has been 
uh, Buffa Nisbet. Um, just, you know, she comes in behind uh, Tessa Boagney, but, you know, the energy and the effort that she gives us, and like I said, the improvement from day one to now, um, you know, makes me very proud as a coach, you know, to, to see that. And at the end of the day, that's how I gauged a lot of my success as well, it, it, you know, of course, you want to win, but I also want to see the improvement of every single player from when we started to when we finished this uh, competition. And, you know, if I can say that with everybody, then, you know, my job is also being done as well. I love to hear. I think that's I think that's awesome. But it is a big finish to the competition coming up. Friday night, mm-hmm. taking on the fire in Tauranga. Then Saturday becomes a, a travel day, I'm guessing. Sunday against the Kahu. What are you hoping to see from from your side these last two games of the regular season? Well, I'd like to see us uh, really starting to play our game, our style of play, um, which is up-tempo. We're really doing a much better job on the defensive end and becoming more disruptive there, but we haven't really seen the best of us yet in um, just running the floor and being creative um, before we have to get into a quarter-court set. Um, If we can score in transition, um, then, you know, to me, that's our best offense. Um, You know, we have some great shooters. Um, We haven't been consistent from the three-point line, but we have the capability of doing that. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the game where we're the ones that are lighting it up from beyond the arc. And um, I always keep preaching that, you know, you've got to play inside, then outside. So, like I said, Tessa Boagney, Trinity Baptiste, um, Buffa Nisbet, you know, they're going to to get the ball inside um, and creating as well for us. So, you know, it's a package deal, um, and I'm hoping we can put all those things together um, in these next two weeks, or week, week at a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's coming around quickly, that's for sure. That that final series, that's the 26th and 27th of August to round mm-hmm. out the month. Currently sitting third, guaranteed a top four spot, so that's a nice position to be in, takes, takes that pressure mm-hmm. off the last two games. But how important... Uh, are some wins these last two is is it important to be picking up a win or two before heading into that top four or is it more around getting your systems right getting your style of play right getting that confidence up uh well we, we're always going in to try and win the game and you know it doesn't matter you know i might um uh, substitute a little differently maybe because i want everybody to to get involved um because you never know with games you know when somebody has to get called up um, who hasn't played a lot and they've got to be ready for it. So, you know, I'm expecting to be able to play everybody in these last two games, but it doesn't matter who's on the floor. We are going out there to win these two games. Um, we have been beaten twice by uh, Fai and Kahu, so we don't want to be swept by either of those two teams, and that's our goal. Nice. And, and does it as well, are there going to be a few people sitting around trying to work out who you're going to be playing in that final series? Is it a team... Is there a team in there you want to avoid? I see as well, you've beaten the Tokomanawa Queens twice already mm-hmm. so far this season. Do, is it just do you, you maybe match up a little better against them or or is there something in the style of play that works or is it actually when you get to Final Four, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you've got to beat the best teams anyway if you're going to lift the cup? Uh, I think what you said at the end there, definitely. I mean, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. But, you know, it's interesting because I feel like Queens have just started to get some really good chemistry mm. together um, at the right time. And so, you know, they're versatile, they're athletic, they're versatile. Um, and so that makes them really hard. And they can shoot the ball extremely well from the outside. Um, Kahu, 
who, again, like we, we haven't uh, been them at all either. We do match up reasonably well against them in both occasions. We've, I think we've lost in sing- by single digits, and we've been in the game right to the very end. Um, but I feel like we are playing better, um, and our decision-making is better now than what it was when we did play them before. So I'm hoping that's going to be that difference um, in changing that result against uh, you know the likes of Kahu. But... Yes, we have beaten Queens, but I still feel that they are a uh, they're the they're the team to to be careful about. <laughs> and yeah, obviously Fi as well. I mean, you know, obviously we won't be matching up against Fi um, at all in that semi final game, but um, they're also going to be a big problem for whoever they come up against. Yeah, well, you're five and five so far through ten games. Hopefully, over this weekend, mm-hmm. it's a couple more wins to go to go on the tally, and then you head up to Nelson. Does that almost feel like maybe a little? hometown advantage for final series for, for this mainland side? Because we, we have been there before and played one of our home games um, earlier on in the season. It was actually against Kahu. Um, so, you know, we're hoping that um, we can kind of uh, get some family, friends, and uh, to, you know, fill it up a little bit on our side and hear some, uh, you know, Pawkai chants out there. Um so it, it it is familiar. So hopefully that'll help in our, you know, to get us over the line. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Look, we're really looking forward to it. It's been awesome to catch up today, Tully. A massive weekend for your side, the last two regular season games, and then heading into semi-finals basketball. I'm excited. I hope your side's excited as well. Been great to chat, and hopefully we can uh, catch up again soon and, and talk about how good it was winning the cup. Well, thank you. I would, I would definitely love to do that. Um, you know, where we get it done. Uh, but, you know, I just want, want to say that, you know, everyone should be proud of um, of this league and um, the quality of basketball has been extremely high and they have set, you know, in the first season, they've set the bar and the standard at a, at a great, you know, at a great level. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes, you know, in the future as well because um, I'm just very fortunate to have been a part of the very first one. Yeah, well, I've I've loved it. I've certainly loved having a lot of the games televised as well. I think that makes a massive difference to to exposing mm-hmm. new people to the sport, exposing some new names as well that maybe we haven't seen a lot of. So yeah, it's it's been brilliant to see. I, I love the fact we are championing our our female athletes as well, getting them some money for the investment they put into their sport. Yeah. So yeah, definitely all, all heading in the right awesome. direction. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on today. Nah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And good luck for this weekend. Cheers. S-E-N-Z. Well, that was mainland poor Kai coach Tully Bevilacqua. Look, she was on the money with her predictions, what she wanted to see. The side set the pace of the game. The shots were dropping. They were the winners, 71-68 over the fire last night. Jalen Cherry was electric, 18 points in 23 minutes. Unfortunately, she picked up a little ankle injury. Hopefully nothing too serious ahead of the semi-finals. I've had a couple of questions about where to find the ball-by-ball cricket from the West Indies. Look, best way to find it, SENZ app. Uh, find the cricket on that app. If you've got the location set to Auckland, then you will find it right there. Obviously, keep listening to me for the rest of the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner, but that is where you will find the cricket. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we will be back with the Kevlar Homes Rugby Update. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Your home for all sport from Christchurch and beyond. You're listening to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner with Frankie Mackay on SENZ.
Huge day of rugby coming up in Christchurch in this Canterbury Rugby update brought to you by Kevlar Homes, proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. Ahead of the first Laurie O'Reilly Cup match, we were lucky enough to grab Canterbury and Black Ferns hooker Georgia Ponsonby straight after the captain's run to give us the inside word from Black Ferns camp ahead of tonight's game. So what's what's build-up been like here in Christchurch? How's that all been and, and what's the mood like in the camp? Um, the build-up this week has been really, really good. Um, we've had a lot of fun throughout the week. Um, we've had some big days training, um, but built into it really nicely. The girls are, um, the vibe in the camp's been really good. The girls are all happy to be in each other's company again for the week. And everyone's just really, really excited. I have heard there's been a few, though, that have been complaining about the Christchurch cold so far this week. I'm going to pick that's some of your, your North Island teammates. But, but what's been the big focus in, in the camp this week? Yeah, the North Islanders complain about the weather whenever they come down here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have tough skin like us. Um, sorry, what was the other question? What's What's been your focus? What's the big focus for the team leading into first test match against Australia? Um, I think just to, it's just another opportunity for us to gel as a team. Um, obviously, the big picture is the World Cup um, in a month or so time. So I think just building those connections on and off the field has probably been really big and just Working on that game plan, cementing um, our plays and just fine-tuning things is probably our big focus. Yeah, there's 50 days until Rugby World Cup coming up for the women's side, hosted in New Zealand. It's going to be a huge occasion. But it's also been a pretty big week this week. There's been a few well-known rugby legends visiting this week in camp. What's that been like? Who have you had in and what have they had to offer the team? Um, yeah, we've had, who have we had? we've had Steve Hansen standing on the sideline a bit at a couple of the training. Um, we had Richie McCaw come in to us and um, talk to us sort of around a Rugby World Cup at home, what that looks, what that feels like, sort of his experiences um, when they went through that. Um, so that was really, really cool to hear from Richie. Um, he was said some really inspirational words and um, it was very, very special to have him in. Um, yeah, so... We've been very lucky to have some big names around us um, this week, which is all going to help us lead into our game really nicely. Yeah, hopefully. And, and the Black Ferns last played Australia in Christchurch way back in 2017. How exciting is it for you to have the chance to play at home? And, and this will be your first test at home too, won't it? Yeah, it'll be huge. I know all the um, team tabs are super excited. Um, everyone that I've talked to down here has said that they're going to come. Um, I've got quite a lot of family um, they are from the South Island, even though I live in the North, like from the North Island. Um, so it's going to be really, really special having them all come. They've all um, got their tickets and meeting up beforehand for drinks. So it's really cool that, um, you know, we can all have our families here to come and support. I'm really lucky. I've got some sort of AC workmates that are coming. They've booked a bus and um, so they're getting amongst it, which is really, really cool. So, yeah, it'll be a big crowd and everyone's really, really excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And adding to it as well, the Black Ferns have never lost to Australia in 21 meetings, I believe. Australia have never held the Laurie O'Reilly Cup. How much of a, a motivation is it to keep the cup, keep that unbeaten record going? And, and is that actually something that, that you guys talk about as a group? No, it's funny you say that. I wouldn't have even known that if you hadn't told me. We haven't <laughs> talked about sort of that at all. I guess, I guess that's just another pressure to add if we, you know, talk about it. I think, you know, the motivation is there without um, without knowing that, you know, the, that obviously the Cups on the line and Aussie have never won it. 
Um, so, yeah, we, no, we haven't spoke about that. Um, I guess we are just really focusing on ourselves and what we can control and just looking to put out a really, really good performance. Um, yeah. And, and there's seven Cantabs named in the side for this weekend, but there's a good Canterbury contingent in the in the coaching side as well. What's what's Wayne Smith been like? And and I guess Whitney Hanson coming into this group too. What what does she bring to the group? Um, Smithy is amazing. I think you know everyone knows that he's brought a lot to this team. He's changed the game, changed the way we play, and changed the way that we think. So he's obviously added a huge amount to this team. And then Wit is just an unbelievable human. Um, I've been lucky enough. To being coached by her through our Canterbury FCC team and through Masha too, and she, her knowledge and understanding of the game is next to none. She um, is able to build really, really good relationships with players, um, which is really special. Something that um, something that she um, has probably better than most coaches. She's really relatable, and but yeah, her rugby knowledge and her understanding and her ability to um, understand situations is really, really. Really, really good. Um, so, yeah, very lucky to have her. And whilst it's a big day for the Black Ferns, obviously, it's it's a pretty big day for Canterbury as well. They play the, the Manawatu Cyclones and the Curtain Razor. And I'd imagine, is it going to be a little bit of a challenge for them, seven players away on, on Black Ferns duty? Or or is this actually something that the side, that's, it's a challenge that they're really looking forward to? Yeah, I'm hoping that we can see a bit of the game before ours, but... Um, no, I know seven of us gone. That's pretty big. But um, the team, you know, they've known this was going to come. This was going to happen. Um, you know, earlier down the track. So we've been preparing for that um, with our substitutions and things leading into this week. So the team's well prepared. We have some seriously good depth in our team. So I don't think it'll be an issue. And I'm sure the girls will come out on top this weekend against Manawatu. Yeah, it's been an awesome start for, for the Canterbury side, unbeaten so far. And the standard of the, the Farah Palmer Cup just looks so high. I've loved watching it. Have you enjoyed being involved? And, and are there some players coming through that have really impressed you so far? Um, yeah, the FCC tournament is obviously um, something very special. Um, it's, it's obviously awesome for us to represent our provinces um, and our families at home. Um, so it's always really, I, it's, I always um, am very proud to always pull on the red and black jersey. Um, players that have surprised, like, come across, um, I'm trying to think. Um, Probably too many to name in that Canterbury lineup. Yeah, too many, too many to name, yeah. Martha um, Martha Ellie's been playing really well on the wing, and oh, Rosie Kelly has um, done some scintillating stuff in that number 10 jersey, actually. She's um, one to watch, I reckon. She's been playing really, really well. Um, Marcel Parks, our number eight, had some really strong carries and is a really influential player in our team as well. Yeah. And now, looking on, uh, ahead to game day, what does it look like for you? What do you get up to? You've got a whole day to fill in before the kickoff at 7.05. What does the day look like for you? Are you someone who gets a bit nervous? Do you, do you feel the need to do lots of stuff? Have you got team events? Like, like what, is that, what does that day look like? Um, I usually, it usually starts with a nice sleep in. <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> I'll probably do a bit of stretching, a um, bit of foam rolling, go for a walk, get a coffee. My family um, flew in this morning, so I'll catch up with them, which will be really nice, something that I don't often get to do on game day. Um, I'd probably I'd like to write my goals down for the day, look at the game plan and then shut the book, relax and not think too much about the game until I am on that bus or I'm on that shed and then it's game on. 
I like it. Sounds like a nice, nice build into the day. I guess last, lastly, what's what's a message you'd give to the fans? Why should they get along Saturday night? And and what can we expect from the Black Ferns? What type of rugby are we looking forward to seeing? I think it's going to be an epic night for rugby. FPC game, Curtin Razor, which is also pretty special. The fans can expect to see some amazing skill set on display, some fast running rugby, some big hits, and an exciting game. I love it. What more could you want? I've got my tickets. I can't yeah. wait to get along. It is sure to be an impressive evening of rugby as well. Canterbury obviously starting off against Manawatu. Then it's the Black Ferns taking on Australia. Georgia, thank you so much for your time ahead of the Laurie O'Reilly Cup. Best of luck from us here at ECNZ and the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Go well and keep that unbeaten record intact. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. ENZ. Well, that's your Canterbury Rugby update, brought to you by Kevlar Homes, helping build the future of Canterbury Rugby. Kevlar Homes, the proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. That was Georgia Ponsonby ahead of tonight's test match at Orange Theory. And, of course, it's now that time of the show. It is time for Frankie's Five, brought to you by South Island Forklifts for all your forklift needs. It's time for Frankie's Five. I'm going to start off. Number one, one half of the sister act, Atlanta Lolo here. She gets her first start in the number two jersey with Georgia Ponsonby away, repping the Black Ferns. Dynamic runner with ball in hand as well as nailing her core skills. She's one to keep an eye on. Of course, with seven Black Ferns away for the Farah Palmer Cup team, it's going to be pretty tough for them. So my five is all around the five players to watch. Number two is the sister of Atlanta. It's Martha Mataeli. She's the leading try scorer of the competition. Plenty of pace, an eye for a gap and a nose for the line. Normally see her on the wing, but she fills the number 13 jersey this week. At number three, we've got Shantane Poco back in the red and black this season for the first time since 2017. In that time, she headed off, played NRLW for the Warriors, the Newcastle Knights, played some International Rugby League for New Zealand. Catch her in her silky skill set in the number 12 jersey this afternoon. At four, you've got Rosie Kelly. She's at fullback today. She has been in the number 10 jersey in scintillating form. If anyone is capable of a long-range effort, it is Rosie Kelly, so watch out for her. And number five, maybe I'm cheating the system once again, but it's my category, so really I can do what I like here. Keep an eye out for the potential debutants. There's three of them today. Aval Philly Mauer, Samantha Spence and Kelson McCook. Always a special day on debut and sending a big good luck their way. So that's it. Frankie's five for another week. Get in behind the Canterbury woman led by my Sala Parks. 4.35 kickoff as they try and keep their unbeaten record intact as well. Almost the end of the show here. One last break and then we will finish off with the panel. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Your home for all sport from Christchurch and beyond. You're listening to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner with Frankie Mackay on SENZ. Panel time now, proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. Today, I'm joined by two good friends, the voice of cricket, Garth Galloway, and Canterbury magician and locker room journalist, Christy Havel. A big welcome to you both. Let's jump straight in. We've been gas-bagging all morning and we are running a little tight for time now. Let's talk cricket since I've got you both here. Christy, Trent Bolt handing back his central contract. Is this uh, a little bit of cause for concern? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's not it's not ideal from a Black Caps perspective. I think it probably came a little bit out of the blue. Um, but I think equally, 
Trent has done a heck of return of service, you know, a, a stellar career and definitely one of one of our greats. But I think it, I think the concern lies with the precedent that it may set. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where the Black Cap selectors go from here. Obviously, off contract now, and, and they made that clear to him. But whether they keep trying to pick him and, and whether Trent's up to it um, is, is yet to be seen. But it is a concern. Uh, not just for New Zealand cricket, but perhaps uh, more and more cricketers all around the globe uh, signing off from Test cricket. Yeah, and Garth, are these overseas T20 leagues, is it time to start worrying now? Both of you. Yeah, it is. It's a real worry. I think that, you know, for, for Trent with a young family, it's a really courageous decision. It's a hard thing to get off, you know, when you've been so successful. I mean, he is a magnificent bowler. Um, he really is. And New Zealand will miss him. Um, the, the load on players is difficult, and unfortunately for a player of um, of Bolt's considerable skills, you know he fits all of them. And the, the Black Caps, the Black Caps at player. the moment, Black Caps at the moment, Garth. Where are they at? They're in the West Indies at the moment, obviously, but but heading into a T20 World Cup, how how do you see them at the moment? How are they tracking? Um, I, I I I'm a little bit pessimistic, to be honest, Frank. Um, I just think that, I mean, the, the tour to the West Indies, it, it'll be reasonable preparation. It's not a great West Indies side. They're struggling a bit in the one day at the moment. Um, you know, I think, um, I, I just don't think we have the depth in the team that people think we have. Uh, so, you know, I, I wish them well. I hope they go well. Much depends on whether or not Williamson is available. Um, but I just see, uh, you know, I, I just don't think we're in for quite as rosy a time as we have had in the, in the last few years, and I'm not sure. One of the things I've been talking about, you know, a lot um, for Frank is the succession plan. I just don't see it, really. Um, and, and, and that's a concern I've got. But hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll go well. Yeah, absolutely, I think. Hopefully helping that succession plan is the, the chance to... They've, they've headed over to Europe. They've played some of the lower-ranked teams, given opportunity to a wider pool of players. So hopefully that's ticking a few of those boxes. But, yeah, there's some there's some definite concerns. And, Christy, let's let's go on to White Ferns cricket. There's been some concerns in that area as well for, for probably a lot longer than we'd like as well. A bronze medal, is, is that a good result for them at the Commonwealth Games? Oh, I think it is. I think... If- if anyone had said before the Commonwealth Games that the White Friends would, would come home with a bronzy, I think we would absolutely take it every day of the week and twice on Sundays behind, you know, Australia, India, a good England side that dispatched South Africa, admittedly a weaker South African size. Um, you know, we things weren't looking overly positive to come home with some silverware. So, you know, to to come back, to bounce back from that, you know, group group stage game against England where we got absolutely pumped to then take Australia close in the semi-final, um, even though our catching was a bit ropey. And then within you know less than 12 hours to be out there again, warming up, uh, ready to go in a bronze medal match, I think to then put in the performance that they did probably says a lot about the team that they are and the resilience that they have. And it's the complete opposite to what England did. And that was to, to spit the dummy that they had missed out on the gold medal match that they felt they were entitled to be in. And so they went out and, and had a few beverages and, and didn't take us seriously. So I would consider it a huge win. Yeah, and they got a big kick up the backside for that as well, didn't they, England? Ending up no medal in their home Commonwealth Games. Garth, just a quick comment for you. White Ferns Cricket, they've got a West Indies tour next month. Where, where do you think they're at? 
a huge gulf between uh, Bates, Dubai and Kerr and the rest. Um, so uh, trying to bring through younger players, uh, you know, quickly. Uh, again, I, you know, wonderful result and, and so good to see them winning the bronze medal. Again, you know, I look at players like Green. They've been around a long, long time now, Frankie. You'll know that. 52 matches, averaging 21. Again, I don't know where the next next breed of players are coming. Uh, that tour of the West Indies will be good for them, and I see Dotton has retired. That should improve their chances. Yeah, absolutely. Been great to have you both on. Sorry to cut it short. We'll have to try and get you on once again. That is the Melray Electric Panel. Done and dusted. That's me done and dusted as well. So I will catch you same time, same place, back here next Saturday morning. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.